Hello podcasters. Welcome to another episode of Jeff's Podcast Academy. A show which teaches you how to start a podcast, grow your existing podcast, monetizing your podcast, converting your podcast into a business and many more tips and tricks in the field of podcasting. In today's episode, we have ourselves with Amy. She is the host of the Chasing Dreams podcast. She has done over 245 episodes and got some big names like Vidya Vox to her podcast. So in this episode, she talks about how she took her podcast to the top 2.5% global ranking. So without further ado, let's jump on to the show. Hey Amy, welcome to the Jeff's Podcast Academy and guys, if you're listening to this now, you're going to hear a lot about from the person who actually have top 2.5% listenership on the listen notes. I mean, like the global rank, of course, but on listen notes, I saw that if you can go and confirm it, I'm not lying. I'll, I'll put up a screenshot link even in the drive link if you want to believe me. But yeah, so Amy, please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. Sure. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here. Excited to talk to you guys about podcasting. I have been podcasting since 2013. I stumbled my way through it. Didn't really kind of know how to podcast. Took like a Udemy course and got like the basics, but it, that's all it taught was like the basics. It didn't tell me how to be successful in podcasting, really, like the things to look out for. And so I learned that uh, through, through trial and error, really. And so... From my first podcast, I went to a second podcast, and now I just started my third podcast last year. And across uh, uh, all three podcasts, which are still available everywhere, I think we have like uh, over 120,000 downloads in seven years. So um, very excited about that crazy number to think about. But I mean, my podcasts are run the gamut of topics, right? So my very first Mm -hmm. podcast was called Revisiting Haven. It was about a TV show. That's what it was. That's how I started. And then yeah. my second podcast was called um, Chasing Dreams with Amy J. It's still, still live. And that has been the most inspirational podcast for me because I did it to help others find people or listen to the stories of people who are chasing their dreams and are happy with their lot in life at the moment. And then my third podcast, which I just started last year, is called Your Personal Hype Man because I feel like I'm everybody's hype man. I'm I'm here for you. I think that everyone can do anything they want to do. They put their mind to it. And I just want to cheer them on and remind them, hey, you are enough the way you are. And we just need you to be you. So that's that's my podcasting career. And, you know, with all of those things and having podcasted for seven years, you know, I, I started this year uh, as of May 2021. I'm going to be launching my first podcast course. So it's it's very exciting how kind of full circle this all comes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was really stunned. I actually kind of went through all of your YouTube videos, like until the first YouTube video, which you mentioned, like episode zero, uh, episode where it all starts, like, you know, uh, something like that you mentioned in your YouTube uh, you know, title. And then after that, I wanted to see like your equipment now you're having right now with your, you know, back, background or your lightings, your setup and everything. And your first setup, that was really different from this one. So uh, even now it's, it's been for, even for me, previously, it was just my phone, which is about to blast. It was like that. Oh, that was my first ever phone on recording now it's really great been going on so 
just tell me a little bit like what exactly did like did happen to you know inspire you to have these sort of setups and everything so do you think it's really matter a lot um so i think you have to have you have to have at a minimum certain equipment right you have to have a microphone you have to be able to listen to it in some way and you have to capture it in some way does it have to be this Heil microphone absolutely not absolutely not my first podcast microphone was a yeti and that's because it was affordable and it seemed like the easy thing to do now i know there are two school thoughts on yeti so don't jump me for that guys uh it's fine i read the directions i it was fine but you don't have to have the high end equipment but you do have to have something so it really depends on what your goals are for podcasting as to what you want to do if you're like hey i want to have the expensive mic therefore i can't podcast until i get it i don't recommend that i don't i mean if all you have is a mic is a iphone like you did and you have the headphones that can plug in and a microphone use that right um one thing i tell people is you got to have your origin story unless you start you're never going to have your origin story right we never would have had tony stark iron man if he hadn't been in the desert if he hadn't gone through the the trials and tribulations he went through we would never have gotten iron man if you don't start with the equipment you have you won't ever have the origin story to talk about back then i had this microphone now i'm here so i think equipment is important but i don't think it should be limiting you from actually starting yeah because one of the main reasons why i asked is that i was actually having one of the conversations with the guy who actually is kind of managing around 30 podcasts in a slot uh, in hub hopper actually i i think you must have actually uh, you know uh, know about the name so that hosting platform in that he has around like 30 podcast managing and he was mentioning that like there are tons of podcasters out there who just start so when people say that you can just start with your phone there are people there are tons of people who say that you can start a podcast with just a phone rather than you know they won't like like you know uh, give importance to the content or anything as such like tons of podcasts are out there someone who even dropped so anything would like to say to those people who really wish to start a podcast who has this mindset of okay i have a phone i don't have a lot of content but i can improvise actually but what do you want to say to those people exactly to grow properly rather than just drop off yeah so like i said when i first started it was kind of a figuring out and trial and error of what i was doing I didn't realize I I started with what I had, right? I I had it. I uh, and I figured out what my process was going to be. I was talking about a TV show, so the content kind of came when the episodes aired. But if I had started with a podcast of Chasing Dreams, my second podcast, right? That's that's when I realized the importance of having at least planned your content. You don't have to have all the content. I think the important part is do you know if you start from here how to get to here so if you're going to one of the things we we're going to teach in our in the course is to plan before you start so even though you only have the the iPhone and the headphones i think before you start you need to plan how many if it's a white weekly podcast i think you need to be able to brainstorm and come up with at least 25 ideas if it's a bi-weekly podcast have at least 20 uh 12 24 something like that You want to be able to plan for the future. And th- what this means is it gives you a runway, right? So you start from here and you're able to get to here and you're less likely to to suffer from what we call pod fade, where yeah. you aren't able to finish 
you kind of disappear into the ether. You started, you had a lot of potential, everyone was excited, and then you went away because you didn't have any ideas. So the reason I think that people need to take some time, and what I do is I, I run into what I call dream chase sprints because I, I am a dream chaser. And so I call them sprints where you take 21 minutes and I have, I don't know if this is going to, is this, uh, is this going to be on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's good. So I have a, a timer and I put 21 minutes on it and I start it and then I use 21 minutes to just write. Don't edit. Just put down the topics and ideas you have. Just write it down. If you're doing an interview podcast, write down the people you would want to talk to. I'm, again, I'm not saying you have to have them already booked and lined up. But if you can't come up with those ideas, if you can't come up with the potential topics, then you need to revisit what the topic and purpose of your podcast is. Does that help? Does that make sense? Because I think equipment is important, yeah. but having a plan yeah. for your podcast is more important. Yeah, I think more majorly people drop off because you don't have a plan exactly like what to figure out next. Uh, yeah, I, I get that because I actually try to manage like another three to four podcasts. Uh, one is an 18 plus show and another one is just having conversations. So mostly different hosts, but it was really hectic for me because I had to do all the editing. I had to do the marketing stuff. It was really hectic to do all the other stuff. Uh, but there was plan that the, the plan was there. So it was continuously rolling. We were able to get guests. But I think a lot of people get stuck because they couldn't actually find the right content, especially if you're a solo podcaster, it would be really yeah. hard. People, yeah. So to your point, before I had my first podcast, I attempted a solo podcast and it wasn't really successful or really my thing. Like I didn't like it. It felt weird. I didn't have topics. Right. And then when I got the, when I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I think I did like four episodes and then switched it over to a preview of what chasing dreams would be where I started talking to my friends, but you know, solo podcasters, it's even more important that you know your content. I told myself in 2013, when I kind of failed the solo podcasting thing, I wouldn't do a solo podcast, but my third podcast, your personal hype man is a solo podcast, but I sat down for 21 minutes and came up with specific topics. So I have in my bank, a hundred topics for me to talk about. And so I don't run out of a topic and I keep it short. Those episodes are less than 10 minutes as much, as much as I can. So, you know, solo you got you got to know what you're going to talk about yeah it's tough otherwise yeah and i think you know one of the great guys actually you know the you know the tim ferris show because you know even he wrote book about like you know the tools of giants or for, because all of that is nothing but a compilation of the entire podcast that he did like you know yeah. who actually he interviewed with i was really wondering like why people praise this guy a lot i mean like has he done something on his own to do all the stuff but he has done a lot of things on his own just by learning from others like you know interviewing people who are into podcasting so you can learn a lot i mean like if someone comes to you straight to you and ask like you know uh, so amy uh, what did you tell me a little bit about like you know how to start a podcast and everything if someone texted you on linkedin Obviously, yeah. you're not going to reply, but if you can get someone on the podcast, I mean, like, they very easily, you know, everyone wants to be on the spotlight. That's one of the reasons. So, yeah, that's what really great point that you mentioned there. Um, so, Amy, taking into some of the things that, you know, about the success of your podcast. So, you have three shows right now. And one of the biggest shows is, uh, you know, uh, the Chasing Dreams and all of that stuff. So, you, are, you got more than 250 episodes in right now. And so, tell me, like, like, 
what exactly did you did to make sure that it's actually coming up on the global rank of 2.5%? I mean, like, I don't know whether I'm saying this again and again to make it so weird, but it's really amazing to, you know, interview someone on that kind of, uh, you know, uh, this height. So, yeah. So I have to say there was a bit of imposter syndrome in the beginning, right? As a woman, as an Indian woman, as uh, someone who was just kind of, just kind of did a TV podcast, right? I thought to myself, who am I to do a podcast interviewing people? And so for me, I decided what my message was at the beginning. So this is the, this is my North star. This is what guided me throughout the 200, as of today, 245 episodes. And so that was, I want to talk to people who are passionate about what they're doing. Even if it's a side job or whatever, they're happy. They're happy with what they're doing. And so, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know who to ask. And so the thing I did was I started with my friends. I started with the people I knew who were doing things they were passionate about, actors, uh, business owners, um, people who were crafty, things like that, podcasters also. And I became comfortable talking because it's just a conversation. And I'm pretty good at having a conversation. So when I took that pressure off, by just having a conversation with who the guest is, I think people resonate with that because they see themselves in that person, in that guest. And so I have a wide variety and range of people and I tried over the years to do just that. And so I would, you know, for the first 200 some episodes, I I sought the guests, I found my own guests. And then I wanted to take things up and kind of step it up a bit and I found a talent manager. So in America, you know, we have these comedy shows and clubs and things like that, right? Uh, Late night with Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. They have these booking agents, talent managers who find the guests for them and are like, hey, I know who Jimmy would want. And they go and find those people. And I thought, you know what, if I want to keep doing this, I need to find someone just like that. So I found my girl, Sarah, who what she does, her sole job as a VA is to find people who are passionate about what they do. And so as I was, um, you know, that's when I started the second podcast and uh, the third podcast. And so to juggle everything, you got to ask for help. You got to put systems and processes in place in order to keep things moving smoothly as they are. And so I think the reason people resonate is we started finding people who could relate like some of our best episodes some of them surprise me. Some of them do not. And so, like, um, who did I? I got, um, oh, man. How am I forgetting? How am I forgetting who it was? Uh, so we had Lovey. She was on the show. Dr. Freeman Robowski is president of UMBC. Um, we had a YouTube star. Why can't I remember her name? I'm like, so I tried to find people that people were excited about so that they could relate to them, right? So, um you know, we also looked at certain personalities and things that they were looking at, meaning um, we focused on Women's History Month. We focused on Black History Month. We focused on uh, Pride Month, which is LGBTQA, yeah. right? So there was a way in place that people could relate. And then as you keep going, you'll notice I started actually putting a focus on mental health. And one of the things for me that's so important is mental health. And so Vidya Vox, that's who it is. 
Yeah, videos. Yeah, I actually saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Disney yeah. was on the on the call, and you know that was huge with people in, from India, especially uh, because she was on the show, and so people were like, "These are regular people," mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. having these conversations with little old me. And so people related to that. And when we started talking about mental health, people related to that as well, because they're like, I'm stressed. What do I do? How do I get better? And so it was coming up with topics to your question. It was coming up with people and topics that resonated with the audience. I was trying to give them what they were looking for, not what I thought they needed to hear. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know you have to do this market survey in order to identify like what exactly that the customer needs, and yeah, one of the important points that you mentioned that you had really great, amazing guests on the show. So this is a really, really something that people kind of always ask me, like you know, how can I get my guest to share their the podcast content? Because if you have Vidya Vox on that, I mean, like it's like it's a dream come true. She has a great Instagram following. She's a great star. She has done a lot of lives. And the podcast is done. And if in case video box is sharing that link on her story or wherever it is, even the tiniest, smallest place, it gets a huge hit. Obviously, you get a lot of business that needs to be done. Uh, did she do that, by the way? I, you know, I, I'm trying to remember if Vidya did. This was before stories. It was before yeah. uh, all of that other stuff. I don't think Vidya shared it, but she was also in the middle of an upcoming concert tour. So at the time, I don't think she shared it, but she didn't have to. Just putting Vidya Vox in the social media really kind of blew it up off on its own. I mean, that yeah. was, I think at that time, it was the number one episode of the year, if I remember wow. correctly. I mean, it blew up on its own. But to your point, you can't make people share your episode. And so it, it it's a hit or miss. What I do is I create a folder of shareable assets. And when the episode is getting ready to go live, so we air on Wednesdays. On Sunday night, Monday morning, we send an email to the guests and say, hey, your episode's ready. Here's what it is. You can hear it. You can see it. You can um, see the pictures and everything we're going to share. And I give them access to that folder. And I say, hey, you're welcome to share this. You don't have to. I say, but if you'd like to share, here it is. And here is some copy that you can use, like write it for them, make it easy, write it for them in the email. So all they have to do is copy and paste. So I want to say of my guests, probably this is a rough estimate, probably like a 70, 70% share episodes. So most do, um, but some don't because they're just so busy. That they're just like, hey, I'm on there. It's just, you know, it's just another interview. But some people are like, hey, this is, I'm trying to be an author. Let me share. Uh, So Lovie Ajayi is one. She is a New York Times, two times New York Times bestseller. And so we worked with her team, sent them an email, and they used our assets in their marketing because they're trying to get people to watch. They're trying to blow this book up because it was a book tour that she did. And so you know, when they have something to promote, when they have something to share, people will want to help support and talk about it. But you have to make it as easy as you can for them. Yeah, that's a great point. I guess 
but yeah, sending an email, that's a really whole lot of work for a podcaster to be done. You know, most of them won't probably take that hassle to, you know, most podcasters, like they just, you know, tag you on, you know, story or, you know, on the probably a post probably. But yeah, I think the more effort you take, the more effort they're also, you know, appreciate that you took and they will actually kind of uh, uh, distribute, you know, to many platforms. So just, just a curious question, you know, actually one of the tasks, one of the things that I did actually to get more listeners actually is that I kind of tried to interview models. So fashion models. So because fashion models, someone who always has high following. So it was like, I was, I was just thinking like, how can I get more listeners? So before this Jeff's podcast Academy, I was having this as the team was for a show or, you know, I had many names, different names for the same exact podcast. So when I did that, that was my first episode, which got hundred listens. But when I did a episode with the fashion model, so do you think it's really important that the guest should actually have a higher following because uh, there are tons of guests who doesn't have an Instagram following at all, but they would be like this big guy in the industry who like, you know, sales reps or even uh, CEOs will listen to, you know, if they have it, uh, sh- you know, talking on the show, but do you think it's actually uh, important to do that? I think it's, um, I think it's more important that the guest aligns with the mission of the podcast. So regardless of their following, right, regardless of the size, if it makes sense for them to be on the podcast, that's what should guide you as to whether or not to have them on. And the reason is because um, what happens is, is that you may be the interview that blows them up. You don't know how, how it will actually turn out. And so that's the thing that you have to kind of um, uh, be aware of. Um, so that's one of those things where, you know, we ha- we play a part in their journey just as much as they play a part in ours. And so whether they have a big audience or not, that interview that you have with them, that's what people are going to look at. That's what people are going to focus on. If they share it and they have their following, then that's their following that is believing in them. And so they may share it because of the fact that they have it, whether it's uh, 2.5 million people or 700 people. I think there's an impact regardless of the size of the following. It's really who you have on the show and the impact of the interview that's going to make the difference. Oh, that's really great. Because I have people who always ask me, like, you know, how to increase listenership. This is one of my techniques that I kind of used, like, to get, you know, to fashion models or people who actually have higher following. So, Amy, we have talked about a lot of the marketing aspects and everything and stuff. So, just a couple of questions before closing is that, uh, so is it morning or evening then? Uh, what's exactly the time? It's, uh, it's 11, it's about noon. It's about so, noon. morning, afternoon. Cool. So this is a question that I always ask my guests. It's a totally out of the box question. Actually, this actually came from Super Joe Potter. That's the question. Uh, that guy actually taught me this question. So who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? So it's, it's a tough question because we're in a pandemic. <laughs> so my audience is limited. But I, I think it would be my twin sister, Jamie. Um, we were out and about, not not dangerously so, with masks and, and whatnot, guys. Um, and I forget what I said, but I made a joke about something or the way she was uh, doing something. And she just started cracking up because she didn't realize that she was doing that. And I'm not going to go into detail in order to not admit <laughs> No need of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when you can laugh with family or friends, it's always a good feeling. 
that's clear that's clear that's clear because sometimes when i ask like most people get stuck at the middle sometimes it may it makes them realize that you know there is someone they care about or someone cares for them and you know yeah. if there's no one to you know if they make you know, make them laugh they will think like are we really that lonely <laughs> i mean i don't want to make them like feel depressed but that question actually kind of changed my perspective every single time when i asked them so as one of the reasons why i asked and really thanks for answering uh, uh, openly so just a one final question before closing is that uh, what do you think is actually the best tip in the whole world according to amy uh, for the podcaster to grow so this and the one big disclaimer is that this shouldn't be on the internet it's a one big disclaimer it shouldn't be on the internet what does that yeah. mean <laughs> so like, like the, the that tip yeah oh the answer shouldn't be common okay yeah. got it okay so the answer shouldn't be common um how to one tip to help podcasters become to grow their podcast or become yeah. a better podcast yeah i think networking so mm. i think just the fact that we we met each other in a podcasting group. Yeah. Right? I think it's relationships and connections that help podcasts grow. Not just in how to make it, but recommendations. People who can recommend someone else, people who can help you edit, people who can help promote. Relationships and networking will help your podcast grow even when you don't see the obvious result of mm. it. Right. And so um, I've been podcasting for over seven years. Seven? Yeah, over seven years in September. It'll be eight. And I truly think that I began growing as a podcaster once I started networking more and wasn't doing everything on my own. So I think that's I would recommend you meet other people, even if it's virtually and start forming your own network. that's a really great answer so just uh, uh, i i this kind of last thing that i came to in mind is that i just want to ask in the middle part i kind of <laughs> went to the flow so you mentioned that you know to help to get grow more pod, to grow your podcast or you know to grow your clients or whoever podcast might be you need to ask help you need to reach out to people like you know to sarah you know you mentioned her as a va um so i have people like you know i have this uh, small team you know who helps edit the podcast and all of that stuff you know for a couple of clients so my biggest fear right now is that you know because they are freelancers they're not like uh, you know being paid at the regular intervals probably you know a freelance projects comes i'll pay according to their shares and everything so what if you know they run away sometime like run away in a sense like you know they leave like you know i'm not you know getting this vibe anymore i have to go so all of this time you are left alone in this whole world to work on with so any idea how you can manage that this is to all guys who actually you know kind of guys or girls i'm not being sexist right now yeah so how do you like manage when everyone is gone like if in case in your situation when sarah or you know whoever it is anyone who is helping you grow is gone like you know just went out i am a big believer that you should know how to do every part of a podcast mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if you're going to give it to somebody else to do so uh my first podcast i did everything by myself yeah. and even uh when i started chasing dreams because i had did everything by myself i said well you know what the one thing i'm not going to do is show notes i don't want to write all of that that's just it's so much time but i edited myself i created the artwork myself so I think it's important that everybody at least try or become aware of how to do it in case to like you said 
uh, for some reason, everybody goes on strike or disappears or there's a vacation and everybody goes at the same time and you have to do it yourself. You know what to do. Right. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Like if uh, there's Ophonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. Right. So if you're like, I can't edit, I don't know how to edit. Well, at a minimum, the one thing you should do is run your audio through Ophonic and there it's edited done. Right. So I think at a minimum, you need to figure out every, this is why processes and systems are so important because how your podcast goes from an idea to actually implementation and out to iTunes and Spotify and Ghana and all those places, you should know how to do each part, you know, how to submit an episode. No, just because if that happens, you could take care of it. So even today, if all my, um, if everyone on my team disappeared, because they all went on vacation because they've got an imaginary raise I don't have to give them. Let's say they all disappeared on me. I could still do the podcast. It may not be as strong or as uh, great as it probably would have been if they did it, but I could do it. And so that's why I think um, it's possible. It's doable. You just need to figure out what it is that they do before you give it to them. Nice, nice. So I'll definitely keep this in mind because it's, it's a my personal question, <laughs> but obviously people sometimes may actually kind of have this thought. So Amy, this is a great conversation. So thank you so much again for spending your time. Uh, is there anything else that you want to ask me? Like tables turned, anything at all? Uh, so I think, you know, um, this is awesome what you're doing and helping to spread the word of podcasting and, and getting it out there. I think if your, your listeners have um, a question, I would say always ask. So I guess I would ask you, when you're stuck in podcasting, as you're on this journey, what do you do? Huh. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, so majorly, I would take a detour. You know, probably I just, you know, uh, go to a friend's place, you know, uh, and talk some random stuff, probably gossip about others. So <laughs> probably, you know, just the normal human stuff. But yeah, um, mostly I get stuck when I'm not, because this is actually, I'm doing this podcast after a really long time, really seriously. It's been a long time that I've done the podcasting. So I was telling to my co-founder that, you know, dude, I don't know whether I'm going to do this right because my talking may stuck. I may stutter because when it's, I, I think I've lost the touch of it. So yeah, probably what I would probably do is I go to the people, like I said, you know, to find help. That's what I do. That's what one of my fear is. If they go, then if I'm stuck, then I'm stuck forever. That's what my fear was. So yeah, people have always been my strength. Uh, so that's what I would always do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's spot on. It when you're stuck, you just got to take a step back. Yeah, you got to take a step back and, and reevaluate what you're doing, how you're doing it, and what do you do in the worst case scenario. So uh, I I think that's that's the thing to do. Um, one thing I will say as we're wrapping up here is that if you guys are interested in podcasting, one of the things, like I said, it's been seven years. I just started um, my first podcast course, but if you want to start with, what do you need to podcast? I do have a starter equipment lead magnet that you can get. Um, just go to amyj21.com slash Jeff and you can get it from there. Wow. So my name is that. Oh, that's an awesome one. That's an awesome one. So any uh, people can find you on socials. That would be great uh, if you could mention that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can reach me on any of the socials. Uh, I am on TikTok, but I don't TikTok. Sorry, guys. Uh, but you can find me at Amy, A-I-M-E-E-J21. I'm on all the socials there, uh, pretty active on Instagram more so, but just reach out. I'm always happy to talk to you guys. 
Uh, that's totally great. So guys, I will definitely link everything in the description below so you can definitely go and check this out whether it's on YouTube or on, you know, Spotify or anywhere at all, it will be in the description. And Amy, that again, thank you so much for on the show. It really means a lot that you spend a lot of time. And guys, if you have any questions, you can leave them in comments or you can, you know, text her, you can DM her and she'll definitely reply. And uh, thanks again, Amy, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks.